Okay, so Hammy, I think uh, uh, we have talked about your and our uh, passion for football. It's only uh-huh. uh, right that we have a revisit about yesterday's event, and that was the finals of Euro 2021, England yeah. v Italy. So yeah. I think let's get the ball rolling on that. There's so much I want to say. <laughs> you probably have to listen to me rant. <laughs> Hi, welcome to Wrong Side of Life. I'm Sana Khan. And I'm Jaime Vuelta. We're friends and we thought about recording our chats. Just because it seems like fun. We talk about all kinds of things like society. Tech, laws, zombies. Zombies. Food. Of course, food. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, it, it was it was interesting. And it seems like a little bit like we talk a little bit about it beforehand right and we get a lot of predictions uh most of them were wrong <laughs> right uh, sadly ukraine did not do w- what we wanted you know yeah. be the biggest upset be the greece it didn't but in our defense we were saying that's something in a fanciful way that we hoped a random country would win just to mix it up so yeah yeah but i, I mean i i think all that right like one thing that I think in, in a general, and, and we will get to the final uh, a bit later, but I think in general, one thing that has been quite interesting about this Euro is the fact that we had, like, there has been no team that has been very, very dominant, right? And most of the most of the matches have been quite close, right? Like, there has been a lot of extra time, mm-hmm. a lot of penalty shutouts, 1-0, yeah. um, Two nil, right? Like, there has been some some matches like the Spain uh, Croatia that has like high number of goals, but it was three three, right? On on at yeah. the end of ninety minutes, and then five three. But um, I think in general, like the teams have been very close together, right? Like, it has been a, mm-hmm. a very tight com- competition. Like in most cases, you haven't seen a, a, a team really dominating another uh, without giving them chances to 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 win. Yeah, that was something we were just discussing uh, yesterday. Um, and we were just saying, I don't know what team was consistently fantastic, Hemi. Because uh-huh. I'll say one thing, as much as I uh, do not like the uh, England football team simply because of the fans, and we'll talk about this later on, right? Yeah. Uh, I found that uh, the game that they played against, or the match that they played against uh, Denmark, they did uh-huh. deserve to win. The method of how they won, it wasn't that great, but uh, they were the dominant team in that game, right? Mm-hmm. But in this one, uh, the finals, it was watching, you know, uh, the uh, entire England team just sitting at the, the end of their box, just, you know, pr- delaying it after what was a fantastic goal scored by them. So even mm-hmm. England, which I thought, okay, you know, were they consistent? One could say they weren't. Uh, to show that they bet Ukraine with the number of goals they did isn't a major achievement. No offense to Ukraine. Like, you know, they were collapsing left, right, and center as soon as the ball was throwing out because they just, A, didn't have the desire or physical capacity to do so. Denmark was their biggest competitor. So for me, England had a soft one. They were playing in their home uh, country with the Wembley fans, the Mm -hmm. fans booing consistently, you know, the opposition. They had that experience, the local advantage. So what you would imagine and expect uh, teams to play extra better or, you know, England weren't there. It was hit and miss. So 
for them to win, and even Italy, I think the uh, game they played against Spain was fantastic. It showed the weakness in Spain's defense, but mm-hmm. it was uh, a nice uh, uh, game to watch. And I was like, you know, Italy can do it. But even then, the next game that they had, it was kind of watching, all right, uh, they appear disappointing. You know, yeah. so there wasn't that one team that you can say from the very beginning, they have been, you know, beating people with skill and elegance. Uh, how they bet uh, uh, Switzerland was also a disappointment. I wanted Switzerland to win, just like I wanted Denmark mm-hmm. because it's nice to get a mixture. And Italy are good. I've always been fond of them, but they played that defensive. Uh, I like watching them pass because their passes are mm-hmm. always you know, you know, they can pass uh, about 20 yards and they can control the ball nicely and still be able to, you know, uh, pass more elegantly and foresee that. So I like their passing game, but I would be 100% agreeable. There was not one team that I can say, wow, I'm inspired. Like Netherlands fell flat. Belgium, yeah. which is supposed to be the best team in the world, fell flat. I was watching them saying, how, who the heck, gave the numbering statistics of Belgium number one. Do you know, that's like all those, I kept thinking. Those ones are also a little bit misleading because they are based... So what happens in international football is that uh, the, the important teams like the Germanys, the Brazils, the Italys, uh, they play a lot of t- uh, matches against teams that are not necessarily top tier, right? They, they play a lot... I don't know, San Marino, Liechtenstein, or uh, yeah. or even countries that not necessarily are like um, bad teams, right? Like Sweden yeah. or, um, but that normally, by normally, I mean like not, not you know, uh, generally over the course of four years, normally they're not like super strong, right? Or yeah. Ireland, for example, a good example, right? Like, yeah. Um, they could have like a good generation of players that could have, but in general, they are not up there with the, you know, Germany's and the um, Italy's or Brazil or Argentina, yeah. right? And what happens with but that? They could is always that, pleasantly surprise, as you yeah, say. They're, yeah, yeah, no, and, and they, you know, yeah. we've seen Greece winning the Euro, and we've seen like uh, you know Portugal and, and everything. But in in general, you know, like there's some some uh, nations that are you know the traditional ones that are like very big, right? And and they mm. play, and those teams play a lot against. Uh, you know, a smaller, a smaller team. So the the qualifications for getting the, into the final phases of World yeah. Cup, Euro, etc., they're normally to check which one of the big teams is going to fail, right? Like perhaps there's two in one group, and they need to be winning everything because if they don't win everything, they will get be out of, and it will be a disappointment, right? Mm, the same yeah. that happened with Italy uh, on the last uh, World Cup, right? They weren't there because they missed the the, the qualifications. But the, um, that makes that there's not that many very big, important matches, right? Like there's not that often that you have a Germany against Argentina or a France against uh, Brazil or, you know, like those kind of things. It normally happened on the World Cup <laughs> or yeah. in the Euro, yeah. you know, like, yeah, sure, you have like a Spain playing Germany more often than that. But in general, they don't play that much. So uh, what happens is with those um, statistics and everything is not normally not apples to apples comparison with other ones. That said, I think that Belgium played well um, on that. They weren't dominating because they weren't dominating, but I think they played you know reasonable way, uh, reasonably well. But again, I I didn't see any 
team really saying, okay, these are the big ones that yeah. are dominating or, or a couple of teams, right? Like that happens some, that happens sometime. And I, I wholeheartedly agree. I always like the underdogs, but Germany, I was just like, is this the Germany team? that? Yeah, we, Germany you know, didn't play very well. They were falling flat. I was just like, if I was the German football team, I'd be really annoyed at myself because I know they have a high standard, but it was like, are you yeah. kidding me? Type of football they were playing. France were playing good football, but I was never convinced they could make it. They have some really th- good stars. Yeah, I think that France never played up to the potential, right? Yeah. They played perhaps because, uh, for example, the, the thing that was interesting in the France-Switzerland, right? Switzerland won yeah. uh, in that case was that they played very well for half an hour, right? They scored three goals in roughly yeah. half an hour, right? Yeah, they yeah. were playing really well. And, you know, Pogba was playing very well and uh, Benzema was playing very well. And then they just crumbled down, right? In the last 10 minutes or 15 minutes, Switzerland scored twice. They went that to to, to extra, extra time. time. In extra time, they were exhausted. They weren't really playing very well. And uh, they were, it went to penalties, right? And yeah. I think that's they yeah they haven't been playing up to the to the promise or you know to the peak of performance that we were expecting. And and one thing I noticed maybe there because there was a lot more penalties in this type of World Cup as opposed to say previous World Cups or Euro Cups. Uh, I found that there was no team that were consistent in penalties yeah. because you would probably find say world cups prior or euros prior that if a team won penalties the confidence was there in the next round like yeah. i was shocked at the penalties and i know we're going to the final again but how the penalties was going england have never ever been good it's their kryptonite it's their achilles heel when it comes to penalties you know mm-hmm. and i might in in pitchford's defense he was all over the place uh, but he was very good in when it came to the penalties but italy fell flat yeah i the, the people who had scored the penalties began uh, uh, missing the penalties and it was like they were fantastic in one round of the penalties and the others it may have been the nerves whatever is happening i didn't find a team that was consistent because as you mentioned lots of penalties mm-hmm. lots of extra time and i love that that's i love watching more football you know when you have <laughs> a good game happening but for the Italy versus England one, I was like, oh, please just finish. Like, I didn't yeah. have, like, it wasn't good football. I, th- I think it, it was also, there was also a problem with um, uh, physical preparation, right? I think the the players in general, like every every player on on, on all teams, they were quite tired after a, a quite difficult season, right? Because the last couple of years, the ca- last couple of leagues, it has yeah. been with all the COVID measures. Initially, you know, yeah. like... Um, this year, the preparation for this year, that means like the league that started in 2020, right? Uh, the yeah. the 2020 league was stopped by COVID normally for a couple of months. Uh, then mm. they started and they needed to catch up, which is a lot of, of, of matches, right? And yeah. then um, that compromised the preparation for the next season, right? Because they have a lot of steps that they need to do in terms of getting feet, getting into shape and and everything because it has like certain yeah. rhythms that they need to follow and everything. So this team, uh, this this year, I think it has been quite demanding for, for players. Some some players have been um, uh, injured, right? Like some yeah. some big uh, names out because injury in the in the World Cup, right? And um, that has been 
adding to the fact that, you know, in extra time in general, they were tired. And because yeah. they were having extra time in one match and then the next one, <laughs> you know, they were uh, quite well, ex- extra tired, right? Yeah, no, but there was like a lot of extra time. It's like yeah. maybe every second game did go to extra time and penalties, yeah. Hammy, which as I say, I love it because you're watching it. But in this game, the finals, I was like, Hammy, please finish. I was sure I was texting you saying, Hammy, Italy needs to just, uh, uh, obviously I was an Italian supporter then given my very vocal stance about the, the English, <laughs> I probably get trolled hopefully, you know, <laughs> but the point of the matter is English fans don't do justice to themselves. This is why the world dislikes their soccer team because I thought the players you know, were fantastic. Like, I don't care for Harry Maguire, but I thought he manned up and he went to the penalties and he was doing fantastic. It was basically more Harry Maguire than Harry McCain. No, Harry Kane. Why am I adding the mech there? But (laughs) Harry Kane was hardly there in the final. Sterling was, all I just kept seeing was England jumping up and down for dives. And I was like, you're making Italy look like they're playing a very clean game and everybody knows that Italy does like to go dirty, particularly uh, my favourite tackle of the whole um, tournament. I see you laughing and I think it's coming up, you know, exactly, was committed by the captain of Italy, Cellini. He just goes, I'm not going to catch up with this 19-year-old hot yeah, shot. And where he he grabs, grabs, is this one that he grabs him by the... By the by then, uh, by the uh, the jersey, but he grits that on the on the neck of the jersey, right, the back of the jersey, and it's like, whoops, uh, come here, right? Like, and you're he's not smiling. Going to get I, I mean, he's smiling as he does it, right? So he got the yellow card, which is quite you know quite understandable in that. Uh, in that For part. sure, he was he smiling. Yeah. Nobody complained into it in that instance, but that was my favorite part. I think of the whole tournament. But again, he was clever. He knew he could never catch up with him. So you might as well take it for the team. And because he, it's arguably not a goal-scoring opportunity, you couldn't say uh, it wasn't dangerous. It was just, you know, a yellow card offense. Nobody can say, in my view, that it should have been a red. But that was my favorite tackle. And Hammy, yeah. to have Cristiano Ronaldo being the uh, you know most goal-scorer of the tournament tells yeah. you something about... What you're saying and what we're saying in, is that there was no one particular star team mm-hmm. that would have scored consistently, which is why there was a lot more. I think a, the own goal was probably next up there with Cristiano yeah, Ronaldo probably, with the level the, of own the, goals. The golden that took boot play. should have been the, the own goal, right? <laughs> they should have awarded that to their own goal. <laughs> yeah. But uh, that, that's true because there's some really funny uh, and unfortunate own goals as well. But the, uh, it goes to show you the reflection. There was not a new player that you'd be like, wow, they're fantastic or they're the new future. There was no team that you can say they're going to cause harm in the World Cup. And all I kept thinking was this: uh, the following year, maybe the year Messi or Neymar, because you know mm-hmm. how these uh, uh, teams are when you're global star the team is secondary. The player is the one yeah. that wins the tournament. You know that could be like Messi finally won his. But that uh, used to that used to tournament. be the case, right? In in um, these kind of short international tournaments, right? Because obviously they have a lot of com- of limitations in terms of how they can prepare the team, right? Like it's not like mm. a club where they can be uh, building up exp- training, uh, training for three months. Uh, the the strategy is okay. You're going to play this th- this way and you this way and 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 yeah. close to uh, work together and have this kind of associ- associations and everything like the the um, 
the international teams work in a different way, right? Like the, the, it never yeah. gets like that much of tactical experience and, and um, expertise, right? But they used to be like, okay, the, the guy with the big star, they have like a massive advantage, right? Because this, this is the guy that you can pass the ball and I don't know, Maradona can take the ball in the middle of the of the field and then score a goal, right? Uh, because mm, yeah. and, and because tactically is not going to be the defense is not going to be as strong as it could be in a in a uh, club. They they're going to be able to to get a little bit of the of the space and and create for that. But that hasn't been the case. Um, well, particularly in this Euro, right? Like it's very difficult to think of okay, who has been the star of the competition, right? Like yeah. who has been like really like the star of the competition. We can talk about Cristiano Ronaldo, like he has scored the most number of goals, right? Yeah. Um, but other than that, there has been good players. And for example, I think that, I think that the Sterling, uh, other than uh, the, the the final match, it hasn't been that good, but I think he has been playing good. And uh, there has been good players, you know, uh, playing. There was this guy uh, in uh, in Ukraine, the the... I can't remember the name. The the um, he's the 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 striker, and uh, there has been like a few people that has been playing very well. But they kind of say, "Oh yeah, yeah, this is the guy that half Europe is going to be paying a lot of money to get their services, right?" Like the same that happens, you know, that they, yeah. there's in some World Cups that say, "Oh, say, yeah, yeah, this is the player to to hire at the moment, right?" There, you know, that there's some rich uh, club that is going to put a lot of money to hire this one, and I don't know if if there has been. One right, like it has been mostly like mm, no, middle class kind of players, right? Like there has been like Denmark. You probably can't point at someone and say like, yeah, this player really is the one that has made the difference from from Denmark, I right? Agree. Yeah, yeah. And and in no. England the same, right? Harry King, uh, he was not able to score until semi-finals, I think, and um, you know he. He was supposed to be, and uh, and and he wasn't playing like particularly bad or anything, but he wasn't like the star of England, yeah. right? Like England was without a particular star. Everyone was playing more or less okay. I think that uh, Maguire a- did a, did a good uh, tournament and everything, but but there wasn't. I also think, Cammy, I wholeheartedly agree. I think there was no world class midfielder for mm-hmm. uh, England. Yeah, I, and I think that's where the passing was not that great. That's well, where they, you know skipping, they were skipping the midfield, right? They were passing from mm. the defense. They had a good defense, and I think that Maguire has been yeah, playing the, very uh, well. Yeah, Walker had a fantastic game. Look, they're, they're all fine, well, but as you said, there was not one that I can say, "Oh my gosh, I'm going to follow this guy's career." Yeah, like if I in the previous World Cups, you'd always have someone from Spain, and then you're like, "Oh, I, I became yeah. a fan of Barcelona because of that." Messi from uh, Argentina, Neymar, you know, Ronaldinho, all of those players, you would follow their like uh, uh, progress. Van Persie from uh, the Netherlands, Burkham, all of these players that you they were like amazing to create new fans for. Th- them, their mm-hmm. country and their players. At least that's how I can say it. Even Germany had fantastic players, players, but I find nobody here. Like I yeah. have found nobody that I'm like, okay, yeah, uh, they're good, obviously, but are they world class? Yeah, yeah. And when I say world been... class, 
has been difficult to really point at someone and saying there has been the star of this um, of this uh, competition, right? Like uh, the, the MVP went for uh, Donnarumma, the the Italian uh, yeah, goalkeeper. Yeah, I would agree. With- and you know he. I was going to say, Hami. I was going to say, Hami, that the goalkeepers were actually more impressive in this tournament, which is saying something to you. Yeah. Like uh, I found the uh, Danish goalkeeper fantastic mm-hmm. uh, on many different levels, level-headed, all of that. So and very good at reading the ball, uh, you know, stopping the because uh, England were on fire against Denmark. Yeah. Yes. So I think he uh, did fantastic. Yeah, Denmark was uh, was able to get the the match longer than you would expect given the ex- given the, the the match. Yeah, for sure. And uh, I, I I I would agree with the the uh, most valuable person or more uh, valuable player was the Italian goalkeeper. I thought he for such a young age he's been fantastic, Cami. Like he yeah. is probably going to be their Buffon. So we're probably going to get old while this guy is <laughs> going to still be in his 30s, uh, you know, goalkeeping for Italy and you and I is going to get older and older and he'd be still, you know, winning these yeah. tournaments and I think he's going to probably be, uh, there's probably one more cup he might win because the Italian team other than that hiccup where they didn't get qualified they're always good. To me, Netherlands were shocking. Like I, shocking to the point that there was no player that I was like, "Wow, I'm impressed." Even at a mid-tier level, I was just like, "Oh, I, it was the first year ever that I wasn't supporting Netherlands win. Mm-hmm. I was actually supporting the oppositions because I was like, you know, maybe there'd be new a better chance." Like for me, I have new profound respect for, like, say, the likes of Denmark. Mm-hmm. And I hope that things uh, can improve and they will consistently do well. Uh, Croatia are always a nice little team to support. After all, they did make it to the finals. I wanted them to be able to win some yes. sort of tournament. Uh, and Switzerland. Switzerland were a pleasant uh, a team. They were stable enough. Uh, but I don't know, Hami. I just think uh, what Euros 2020 or 2021, whatever way you refer to, has showed is that maybe for the World Cup, we might see the likes of Argentina and Brazil finally have a chance or some other international team to win because it's been very much a heavy uh, European uh, uh, winners uh, the World Cup has been. For the past couple of years, it's all been... And so I actually think the uh, Brazilian uh, team, um, Chile, Mexico, uh, the Copa de America, Argentina, they, they might win because the past couple of years... It's just been European heavy winners. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would actually welcome that uh, to see, you know, the likes of Neymar or Messi winning the World Cup or even, you know, Ronaldo, because they all kept saying, oh, uh, Messi has never won internationally. So I think now that he's won uh, uh, the uh, Copa de America, they're like, okay, you can't argue that he isn't as good as uh, Cristiano Ronaldo. I just think they're both, um, you know, beasts in there. Uh, yeah. I, the phrase goat, Hammy, can you explain to me why people refer to it as ghost? Goats? Goat, I'm like, why? Goat is because it's goat. goat is a greatest of all times, right? Ah, so right. that's why people say goat. Uh, I, I I don't like it. I mean, I, I think it's a silly name. Because uh, all I keep thinking people. about is a goat. Literally. Yeah, yeah, no. They, they say that with that intention, but yeah, the, the idea is that it's greatest of all times. And to me, the concept of making the greatest of all times 
in a team sports like football, a single player is just silly because um, mm. perhaps we could choose to get who is best between Messi and Ronaldo, which I think it doesn't really make sense. But it's yeah. going to be incredible. You know, it doesn't make sense to say who is better, Maradona or Messi or Pelé or Messi, right? Like it's 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 not possible. Yeah. Like because each one played in their own time, they were dominant in their own time, and ultimately is like. Yeah, yeah. And and you know, who is better? A goalkeeper? Like uh, mm. uh you know, Jasmine, the 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 only goalkeeper that got the goal the Ballon d'Or, uh, who was a um Soviet uh, goalkeeper, or a striker, right? Like doesn't really make yeah. sense. Like they, they play in different positions at different times, different eras, and everything. Like perhaps it's okay to say like the 50 best players of the of the history of football and even then it will have a lot of discussion about that but to yeah. try to summarize into a single player to me is just silly right i, I think uh, i think it will I, be, make more sense to be, to make like the the best 11 of the year or something like that but mm. without necessarily giving like a single uh, you know, the, the thing is that, you know, people want to argue and have like the Ballon d'Or and everything, but I would, I think it will make more sense to try to make like the best 11 I, or something like that. Look, I would totally agree. You, the Ballon d'Or is nice just a, as a further reminder of the person who excelled in their field. It's like us if we won an award for, you know, uh, doing something uh, good in our field or being a subject matter experts. I think, uh, you know, GOAT, I agree, it's just a strange term. My brain isn't getting around it. I'm just like, <laughs> I just think they're fantastic players, but sometimes you can't compare like with like. Messi is, uh, you know, an inspiration in his own right as a player. Cristiano Ronaldo is an inspiration in his own. Who? Uh, how can you argue that Figaro wasn't? I remember growing up watching Figaro, and I was like, you know, Figo or Figo was his name. Yeah, Figo, I know yeah. his. Yeah, Figo, he was fantastic. He he was mm -hmm. at Wembley yesterday as well behind David Beckham. But my, that's a side point. But my point being is that there are some world-class players that we've all grown up with. But am I going to argue who's better? No, I'll just think at the time they were impactful. They were memorable. They, uh, you know, broke barriers, broke cultures. Like mm -hmm. everybody around the world knows Messi. Even, uh, you know, someone poor in... In Afghanistan, you might remember that a little uh, boy who was Afghanistani, and I think they were in a refugee camp, and he wore kind of a shopping bag that said, and the father had written Messi on it. You know, mm -hmm. that's what was impactful. And then Messi invited him over to the actual, I think, a game he had with Barcelona. But my point being is that to me shows that, you know, you reach to a certain status that not a lot of players, even in professional players that yeah. they're getting hundreds of millions a year can make. And if you can translate and uh, meet, uh, uh, you know, international uh, expectations, desire, and, uh, you know, um, be inspirational to them, that to me is you are in a different classification. Yes, it's always nice to have the top dogs competing with one another. Just like, think about, I know this is going to be a nerdy uh, reflection, but the whole space war uh, aspect, Elon Musk, uh, Bezos, <laughs> you know, Virgin Atlantic, you know, these billionaires wants to be the first because it's the world loves when you have highly competitive people competing against each other for being the ultimate or being the number one. It's yeah. like you go back to Dragon Ball Z. You know, Goku died so many times <laughs> and how many times were he brought into the world and he still became number one, you know? Like, mm -hmm. I grew up watching that. So 
we're embedded to think as a society and as a race, we need that one. Like yeah. America, we're number one in the world. You know, mm. American president, we're the most powerful president in the world. Like that mentality that we have to be number one and the best amongst the best. That's the title. So I think people just love that. And I think you have a lot of time on your hand to be fighting and comparing against the like of Messi's better than Ronaldo. Cristiano Ronaldo is rubbish in comparison to Messi. I'm like, are you kidding me? They're both fantastic. Yeah, it's hard it's, to say this. And I think it has been like a good... Um, obviously, they are not no longer in their prime, um, at least to be consistently doing what they were doing, right? Yeah, um, but they still seem to be beating all the young yeah, players oh, that yeah, are coming up the line. They're yeah. still better than everyone else, right? And, <laughs> and that's that's still like the the um, uh, throne to get. Like eventually, you know, there will be a new player in that uh, Neymar or Mbappe or whoever yeah. that will uh, be able to to get that kind of a status, right? Like amongst the, the the first ones and the people, especially in, in mediatically, right? Like the, there's yeah, the yeah. ones that are doing. Uh, advertising that they're so well known that absolutely everyone knows them right in yeah. the world and uh, they are icons in their own yeah. uh, way right i agree and like uh i think that's just as, as a human race that we need to have the best like sure see the amount of fights that were happening just between english supporters themselves yeah the ta- that people are breaking into wembley to try and steal seats and fighting with one another um and it's kind of like this is in your home country and you're fighting with one another when you're all on the same team yeah, uh, well, you know english fans they well they have a problem in England with their fans. Uh, I think that's uh, that has been well very obvious, you know, this yeah. this weekend. Uh, <laughs> and uh, hopefully they will be able to do something because, um, yeah, it, it's just it's just sad, right? Like the the fact that they were having problems before matches, during matches, after matches, right? They didn't took yeah. well the the fact that they lose uh, at the final. Uh, they had um, uh, fights at the ex, uh, you know right out of Wembley, um, so yeah, it picking, hasn't really show up like and the picking best people that, they can offer. that were of a certain race, uh, uh, yeah. uh, you know. And I was like, the, I, I think I read somewhere that there was criticism. I think Germany does a much better handle of it uh, than the uh, the English team. But there was, I think, it may have been Uzel. He goes, oh, when I'm doing well, mm-hmm. uh, I'm German. When I'm doing bad, I'm Turkish. Yeah, and, and I'm a Muslim. So uh, you know, but you can. Um, I totally agree with this. It's very evident in the English soccer uh, um, team that when people are doing good, like the vast majority of the English team are ethnically mixed at the very least. Do you know what yeah. I mean? But when they're doing good, they're loved. When they're doing bad, it's so, uh, they go instantly. Oh, you guys don't want to integrate. You've lost it for us. Uh, um, People with professional status, you know, yeah. there's, uh, I'm sure it's all over the news. You've come across it, which was this, uh, Savile's estate agent, which is supposed to be these high end, um, real estate from a commercial and private perspective. It turns out that one of uh, their, um, senior real estate, uh, uh, representative, uh, basically used the N word saying they lost the title for us. And yeah. now Savills is publicly condoning it, and the guy he's saying, "Oh, my Twitter account was hacked." Yeah, and I well, think that's like, 
Yeah, and you know, it's all about creating doubt into it. And it's kind of like, you know, my argument is this is why I dislike. I actually think respect the players. Yeah. I think Saka, 19 years old, and I would quote Roy Keane. I know Grelish and everybody else, Sterling, like, oh, we wanted to go ahead, but you know, we were told not to. Mm-hmm. From the body language, Hammy, you could see Grelish yeah. was disengaged. Sterling was disengaged when they were huddling up to the penalty. So you can see they didn't want to be asked um, and to put the pressure on the three ones that came on who probably hardly touched the ball. Barasaka is exceptional. You know, you had... So to me, I don't think uh, it's the... And plus, you, England as a whole team did not deserve to win. Anybody uh, who has uh, any objectivity will say that, that the better team won overall. Even the English commentators would admit that. If they don't, they're obviously disillusioned, which is why I like Roy Keane adding some Irish <laughs> objectivity into it, because he speaks his mind. He doesn't care, yeah. Hammy. Even when he... I know he fought, uh, and uh, there was huge things with the Irish uh, coach and all of that, but the one thing you can say about Roy Keane, whether you like him or not, he's not a man to be swayed. He gives his no. opinion mm-hmm. and he doesn't care if uh, it's going to be offensive because he does speak the truth because of that, because he's not trying to manipulate or be liked. The fact that he doesn't want to care to be liked. And I like Gary Neville. He was very transparent in his uh, after, uh, you know, talk with Sky News, I think this morning, basically saying that, you know, uh, of course, I knew I was going to we're going to wake up to a lot of racism, and uh, there's videos around where you know, uh, you know, certain um, um, ethnicity of color fans in England at the stadium were being abused because they all seem to be blaming them. But it brings me back to that quote from uh, Uzel, and it is sl- sadly disappointing. And Germany have a better handle of it. But my point is, England are just terrible at that. You know, um, yeah. no, I, I don't think a neutrals were supporting England. Yeah. It's like if you see all of Twitter, it says this is why no neutral is supportive of England. Like if it was Italy versus Spain, I'd probably be more Spanish because uh, uh, they play uh, better and it's just nice. You know, um, I would be indifferent to vote, but I was actually rooting for England to lose because I just yeah. can't stand their soccer team. Not yeah, the team, th- but their supporters. Yeah, I, th- I think that their supporters are not... Yeah, like they 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 are not very likable, right? Like they, yeah. they don't take things in the in the correct way, right? Like I think for England, getting to the final has been a, a huge success, right? Like yeah. They, probably no one was betting of them to to get to the to the finals. They got things uh, that helped them for sure, right? Because they played a lot of games in Wembley. They also played in Wembley. Um, at times where no other teams could come, right? No other supporters <laughs> could come because it was close and, and everything. So obviously that that gives you a little bit of advantage. But obviously they deserve and they played very well, right? Like they they were consistently defending and uh, scoring few goals, but not conceding many goals, right? Like yes. I think they conceded like two three goals in the whole tournament, right? That, yeah. That's a big success, and they should be proud of the team, right? Like I, I yeah. from from my point of view, uh, you know, for the Spanish team, the Spanish team was in in semifinals. They they lose uh, on the penalty shootout uh, with Italy, yeah, and and people in general is like, oh well, that. That has been a good result, right? Like we haven't been able to to get to the final or to win the the Euro but Cup. It was but that's not the only measurement of of success, right? Like we were thinking, 
uh, I, I wasn't very, very uh, no, optimistic about about the, the team. And I was thinking, okay, perhaps, and it was even difficult to get uh, past the, the group stage, right? Like yeah. it was not that far away from getting getting off. Okay. And yeah. most of them were, were uh, ties. And, uh, you know, the only one really to win in the, in the 90 minutes was Slovakia. But at the end, it was like, okay, they're young players. Uh, there has been a couple of players that has been performing very well. Pedri probably is the, the yeah. major example, right? Is that eighteen year old? Uh, he has been playing all through the the tournament very well, and but this uh, promising for Sp- the, the football team's future because yeah, Spain's in a period where Italy were when most of you know the ones who won the World Cup retired. Yeah, yes, and so now exactly. Italy remember didn't get qualified. Uh, uh, I think uh, the last World Cup was at the oh yeah, the, the last, last year is one yeah. of the yeah. So this was a nice redemption for them. So I think Spain could be more promising. Maybe not next World Cup. Could be surprised, Hami. But I think yeah. in four or five years' time, when yeah, this, but the I, team has developed and morphed. Yeah. So and and especially you know because it's lacking like big superstars, right? Like no one mm. there right now, at least you could say like it's a big superstar, right? Like there's good players that there's uh, top tier players, but not probably not like a superstar, and. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the general impression in Spain has been like, hey, we get to the semifinal. We weren't thinking that we were got to yeah. the semifinal, right? Like, hey, we, yeah. we got to celebrate that. And and has been on penalty shootout against Italy in semifinals is, is a very, very decent, right? Something to be proud of, an achievement. While here for England, it has been, okay, I understand the frustration immediately after the match and everything. But the reaction has been uh, a knee-jerk reaction to that, right? Like it has been like very um, destructive, very angry, and without any kind of appreciation for their players, right? Like the players have been giving everything, and and the and the coach actually, I think that the coach has been doing like a great job. Yeah. Like what? What else do you want? Like, are you going to to you know to burn them just because they didn't want the Euro? Like, you know, you should appreciate that they have get farther away than everyone. Then, the, right? the, not just that. In fifty five years, it's the closest thing, and this leads yeah. us nicely to the uh, comment. I thought the players were disrespectful to Italy. The uh, the tournament, most of them took off Hammy the silver medal as if. All of a sudden, second place isn't good for them when they were waiting to get to a final and yeah. win some sort of silverware. That's that's something that happens recently, and the same thing happens in the in the Champions League final, right? Like people remove immediately the second place medal, and they so the, they almost throw it away that, or whatever. Does that mean we stop? We should stop giving second place medals? Does that I don't mean know. I think Olympics? I think it's just silly. It's it's a little yeah. bit of those uh, things that has become at the moment that people are angry because they lose. And it's sort of expected of them that they are not not to supposed to be disgust. happy with that. But it should be obviously there's going to be disappointment, right? Like no one is going yeah, to be um, smiling while they're receiving the second uh, the second position medal. But they should respect that you know they they got there, and I'm pretty <laughs> sure that in a couple of years they will appreciate to say look. Look, actually, we got to a final, right? Like that's an achievement. Yeah, the first time in fifty-five years, and to win yeah. some sort of silverware. And you see the Olympics; people are delighted when they get second or third because there, it's you've reached a certain level yeah. that you deserve a medal and to be in the record. Nobody remembers sadly fourth place. I know the saying is nobody remembers second place, but 
the person can look at the gold medal and say, I became second. And that is a story they can tell on. You don't hear people saying I became fourth or fifth in the Olympics. So I think the tradition as mankind that we've been used to is first, second and third. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, in the uh, bronze, there's a bronze uh, uh, um, game in the World Cup just so that they can give the opportunity yeah. for the best third country in the world from a soccer perspective. So I thought, Hami, that's a very good point. It brings me up. I was like, are you kidding me? You didn't play well. Firstly, where was the guard of honor for the uh, referees? England just walked away into a corner yeah. And it was actually Italy doing the guard of honor for England. For the, yeah. And for the referees. Yeah. And you see them then quickly taking off their medals and, you know, not going around. And if you notice, not many of the English players went. And Harry Kane, I think that's where I think he's a good player, but I don't think he is the brightest player verbally with his lot of memes about him and trying to speak to his team and nobody can really understand them. But even to say, let's go up and shake the hands of uh, a wordy competitors who also struggled to get to the finals. It's an achievement yeah. to make it to the finals. And they didn't do those handshaking. It was only a select few. And it was kind of like... Where is that, uh, you know, uh, let's uh, rivalry end, let's do a shaking in the hands um, and let's, you know, both try and celebrate that the tournament has ended without yeah. any major problems. I, I, th- I think we are... I didn't see that, that in England. I think I think we are taking that into, uh, like if they were rugby players or something, <laughs> which is a different no, culture. No, but you that, see... Right? No, but you see that uh, in uh, soccer as well, in the World Cups, that they all go around even to shake one another's hands. You don't notice many of them exchanging, yeah. uh, uh, you know, shirts and stuff like that. It was just kind of they like England just... They are not England exchanging just... shirts that, that often anymore, right? Like, uh, yeah, they, they don't used have, to be that every saying, single time it was they were exchanging jerseys. Or even one person going up and saying, you know, I would exchange... If I was Harry Kane, I'd say I'm going to Cellini because Cellini has been, mm-hmm. I think, anyone who follows... Italy and um, soccer or football for years, they know him. He's been that, you know, stable uh, defender for many years. Like, I feel like I've grown old watching Cellini (laughs) and I just think I'm going to grow old watching their new goalkeeper. He he also was, uh, uh, also look uh, like he was 50 years old since he was like 24. So, you know. (laughs) But the point being, Harry, is there wasn't that, you know, they didn't even shake hands or talk to one another. Do, yeah. do you know what I mean? So, I, okay, don't do the guard of honor, fine. But do you not want to be part of the guard of honor for the referees? Yeah. Do you know? Also, also another another peculiarity I, I imagine is that most of the people in the um, Italian team they play in Italy, right? Like yeah. the vast majority, not everyone, because Verratti, for example, he plays in in France, uh, and almost everyone in the English team they play in the Premier League, right? Again, with yeah. some couple of exceptions like uh, Sancho and and a couple of, uh, I think that's the only one. Um, but that make, means that they don't have like someone that they know, right, or someone yeah. that they have been in the same team. Because you could see that in the in some uh, teams like France when they versus play Portugal, France Benzema. Versus, yeah, Benzema and and, uh, and Cristiano, or uh, there was also with Cross and Cristiano when they play against Germany, right? So yeah. they have like a little bit of okay, we we know each other, right? Because we played, even if it's not in the same team, at least in the same league. And we have seen each other sometimes. So in this yeah. case, it was like quite different in in like they, they never play together except for 
this case or perhaps uh, a Champions League uh, match, right? Because obviously Tottenham has been playing with with Juventus, or at least they can play. But it's it's not the same kind of familiarity, right? Like if they were yeah. on the same team at some point. No, and I agree with that. But I mean, it doesn't really matter about that. This yeah, is the it, it shouldn't matter. Like they should they should be able to to I mean you know I say just, congratulations. That it was as soon as the whistle blew, England went to a corner and were sulking. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it wasn't like straight. Well done. Do you know what I like seeing is the Spain and um, Italy when they're doing the penalties, the, the banter that was there, you know, that mm-hmm. kind of mutual respect. It wasn't right there uh, in um, the finals. Yes, the finals are more going to be passionate. I get all of that. Yeah. But I just found that if you actually see the very end, England just went to the corner, had their hands on the hips, you know, obviously trying to console some of the players who missed the penalties. And it wasn't like nobody went over and said, you know, well done, you've done the job. As much as it kills me, you have to say you won and we lost fair and square. Yeah. There was no cheating involved on in it. As much as Sterling tried to keep diving in it, <laughs> the memes of him just, you know. Yeah, he uh, dived a little it, bit yesterday. Yeah. yeah. Which he shouldn't. But, I mean, he's a, he's a good player, but yeah. But that's the thing. Like, I was just like, you are such a great player. I think he's going to have uh, just be left with a bad reputation. And, you know, they were quite could have won and should have won uh, without uh, going through the penalties but uh, against Denmark, but it was through uh, Sterling just, you know, mm. falling because of the air, yeah. you know, underneath him. But uh, I just thought that there wasn't that there with the English players and Harry Kane as the captain should have led the way, yeah. um, which is always nice. You didn't see that captain-to-captain communication of congratulations, did you? I don't know. Maybe yeah. he did, uh, but I didn't see it, and it was just quickly gone out. Um, or just to go up to the in- English fans and you know thank them for their efforts, which you've seen some uh, captains do. They go up even when they lose. They say, we're yeah. sorry. You know, I didn't find that with England. It was like, you know, I hate yeah. you all kind of I sulking <laughs> teenager. That's how I would describe them as sulking teenagers. Yeah. Um, it's the first time I kind of noticed that maybe I'm being very pedantic because it's the English soccer team as opposed to others. But if I would have said that with others as well, I just found that there was this kind of expectation um, that, you know, we're better than everybody. But truth be told, as a team, England don't have any world-class player. Secondly, they have no middle uh, midfielders, like not yeah. one midfielder that is even mid-tier world-class. They're entirely dependent on uh, defending Harry Kane, Sterling, and Sterling dives. That's how I find it, you know? Mm-hmm. Like if, you do, if you're a team that needs to rely on a man who dives as opposed to brings out his uh, player, why didn't he take a penalty? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that that has been. Yeah, it, it also the penalties I didn't understood very much because they bring two players specifically to shot the penalties, right? Yeah, and both failed, which is which is weird, right? Like I'm I'm not going to, to point fingers at them or anything because you know those things happen, but it's strange that you change the players just specifically to, to get. But those players shooters. didn't even get a chance to play for like ten minutes or fifteen no. minutes, and they were just literally five minutes before bang. Like yeah. you can't expect that. It's just like your mindset isn't there to get used to it and all the pressure. So I think that's baffling in that instance. If they won, they should have put Ratchford on uh, ages ago or Sancho's ages ages ago. Like maybe the um, uh, time uh, extra time happened because it was a real possibility. Why leave it to the last couple of minutes and then expect that the poor guys, when you have the Grelish Sterling playing for the entire uh, team, uh, yeah. uh, uh, 
that they would have had some sort of training and they're older. Look, age is but a number. Yeah, I get it. Sacker manned up and he did what he had to do. And unfortunately, he fell short. But I just was surprised at the choice. And they and I know Southgate is receiving huge criticisms, but I actually think he's trying to protect some of the older players. And those older players are saying, oh, well, I wanted to take the penalty, but then why didn't we see the body language? Why weren't you yeah. saying, let me take it, stand up and say it? it, it you know? It's also a difficult, uh, it, difficult position for everyone. I mean, like they, they don't have that much experience, especially on really big finals, because it's yeah. not only about the finals on the Euro, obviously, but also in finals that are like UEFA Champions League, right? Like they, they were like, well, I imagine that, you know, in the Manchester City uh, uh, play there and Chelsea, but they ha- don't have that many English players, right? Like mm. <laughs> there, there's there's a couple of them, like obviously Sterling was, was there, but um, they don't have that much uh, experience on that. While, you know, some players yeah. that are very experienced, they perhaps have been doing that in, in a lot of competitions, in a lot of that, but, uh, you know, safe bar um, final of the FA Cup right here and there. They are not really used to that kind of, of of pressure, and and also again, I think they were farther away than anyone was expecting, and obviously that can pay off a lot in terms of pressure, right? Because they they really big players, they they take the responsibility. They could fail because no one is perfect, mm-hmm. but at least they are the ones that you see, like okay, yeah, I'm 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 for this, right? I'm ready for this. This is my moment, right? Yeah. And- um, and just the scenes beforehand, but they're all tried to gate crash Wembley was like, are you kidding me in the violence between yeah. them? Like, I would have been very intimidated being in that. Uh, uh, I think you and I both, because we both look Italian. <laughs> yeah, we were Italian fans. Don't get me wrong, right? But yeah. we would have been targeted, uh, no doubt about that. You know, Do you know what I mean? Just by the complexion and you're talking about, there's also a video of a guy openly taking uh, uh, what appears to be cocaine <laughs> in the yeah, Wembley on, station. Yeah. Um, and then, um, you know, all of that, I think, uh, look, at the end of the day, it's a, a great achievement for England. Fair play to the players. They, they did their best. Fair, fair play to Southgate. The fans, you know, you continue to disappoint one, one another because, uh, how do you say it? the world still haven't become a fan. Like Spain, you have a lot of neutrals supporting you. Like I'm a neutral and I support you. You know, Italy, there's, you know, there's nice to have someone to support, but nobody really supports England soccer player. Yeah. Well, uh, no no one is going to, I I mean, I guess that, um, you know, England is not necessarily um, a a big team to support in terms of their successful, right? That they're not Brazil, they're not Germany, right? There's people that support the, a lot of people that support the big players, right? Like the, the, the Germanys and Brazils and Argentinas of the world, right? That they are usually there to win and they have very successfully win or Italy even. Um, and, and they also have like a, a, a consistent record of having like very bad fans, especially, yeah. especially the ones that travel with the team and the ones that go to the, to watch the team live and everything. And they're just like having a problem. Well, in the 80s, they had like such a problem that they had to rethink everything <laughs> about Premier League, right? Like the yeah, Premier, yeah, yeah. one of the main things of Premier League was how can we get out these people from football? Right, yeah. and they and they were quite successful on that, to be honest. Right, like they they were able to make it more family friendly, less aggressive. The bar, the fights uh, at the end of the matches, they they decrease greatly, and everything. It's just that 
I don't know if they need to do something similar for the national team, right? I think they normally are way calmer on a Manchester uh, derby, right? Manchester United against Manchester City that they are in an England-Italy, which is like, okay, like this is like the maximum rivalry, right? In Manchester or or whatever, or something in, in, in London or whatever. And why are you getting like the worst of the worst in the national team one, because also, uh, and there's also a lot of problems when they travel out seas, right? Like if you go, there was a few years ago that there were um, some English fans, I can't remember the team, I don't know if it was Liverpool or something similar, that they went to um, Istanbul against a, a, a Turkish team. And they also, they were like a, you know, battle there with a lot of people like fighting and things like that. So they, they have a tendency to get like worse people because, you know, like most People in England are calm and they, I'm pretty sure that they are, um, you know, celebrating or whatever in a regular way, in the same in, in any other country. But it's just that they're very, very visible, the ones yeah. that are really like dangerous or the people that you want to really get out of mm. football, really. Like, okay, you, you are not able to get close anywhere like that because, you know, you're, you're, a, you're a danger for, for everyone else. Yeah, and I I just think like it's the classic. Okay, Southgate may not have made the gr- greatest decisions from penalties, but you know what? He got them to the finals and let it be. Yeah. You know, people are saying off with his head. You know, Alice in Wonderland. Yeah. Um, if he was doing this consistently, I'm like, okay, grand. But you do realize in 55 years, the only one manager brought you close um, and to the finals, and that was. Garrett Southgate have some self-respect as if people could do better you know I I don't think it could have done better because the England player or England team isn't great like we were talking I was mentioning to you I was like saying to my dad yesterday I was like there's no Lampard there's no Gerrard there's no Terry Ferdinand you know, there isn't any uh, Ashley Cole there isn't Beckham Michael Owen there's nobody that you would think wow you know all of these players were yeah. global stars internationally like that's how far reaching these players were none of them are here in this mm-hmm. one yet he was able to make what on paper may not be the golden stars of england because people still think david beckham was fantastic but he never really achieved what you see in these you know yeah. no they used to be uh kicked off at the first qualifiers right like (laughs) they perhaps they were able to get through the 16 and that was it right like and and the previous time that they progressed it was in 1996 that they got to the semi-final i actually remember that quarterfinal because it was against the spain and spain played way better than england and they still lost um but you know like they, they should appreciate and it was also in england um they they need to appreciate you know like that kind of okay we got to the semifinal or in this case we got to the final we lose to the in the final right one team has to lose in the final right yeah and but it's still an achievement given like where sure. we're coming and and now it's, I didn't it will rate be the them time at all, to, and and it will be the time to prepare for next year right like and say yeah. okay we we perhaps have a, a chance to get into the World Cup and do like a, a good uh, position and. We shouldn't be like complaining about our players, right? Like they, they, I, I think that has been, and and especially because I don't know, like I, I imagine that some um, 
societies are a little bit more vocal than others. Like um, I remember that, you know, for example, in Argentina, people are very exaggerated and they uh, like to say all kind of course words. And yeah, they, they're I very funny in that. But can I always say one thing? I'm very yeah. like it. Uh, Argentina, different level, find passion, but they don't go attacking like Brazilians. They don't. They don't go uh, insulting. They give out to their team, which is well, fine. Yeah. But they don't they, say they have a problem also with with very aggressive uh, fans. Fans, as well, but Argentina, they don't yeah. fight what the reputation is you have with the English. England attacks everybody and themselves. You know, yeah. nobody's left spare. But uh, I think that's what the, uh, you just see the pressure. I would like, I know we're jumping a year in advance, I would like uh, Brazil and Argentina to win again because I've always grown up being a major fan. Like my father, when we were kids, we wouldn't be making noise. They'd be watching it very closely, the, you know, because this was in the 90s. You have Maradona and all of these in Brazil. That was like, you know, the golden era. I'd like to see them because there's no one European team that I think did fantastic or stood out. And if I yeah. was in Copa de America, I'd be like, hmm, maybe I can take it. This may be a year because there's no... The world-class players are those who still remain as world-class many years ago. So they probably aren't that, you know, I don't know how to explain it, Hammy. Like the likes of Ronaldo, Messi, Neymar. Neymar is, yeah, but Neymar's been around for one or two major global, I think two or three more, uh, two or three global events. So from my perspective, there's not one person or team that is like, wow, they're the new replacement for Messi or the new replacement because I yeah, know they're the, still there. The people that are so far look like the new young players that could perhaps reach to that kind of throne of, you know, being like super global stars has been Mbappe, which this World Cup has a little bit of a disappointment, right? Like oh, he hasn't sure. really hasn't I, really been performing to to what we expect of him. And I knew when he was going up there, it's like he wasn't having a great game because he was missing some really prime shots, right? Yeah, As yeah, he hasn't and he hasn't scored at all in the yeah. whole in the whole tournament. I just had right? a feeling he was going to miss. Do you know that? And yeah, and he even lost the the the, the penalty at the end. And uh, the other one that seems perhaps that could be like a you know fantastic striker and everything is Haaland, which he is uh, from Norway. Which is going to be difficult for him. Uh, sure, there's Odegaard and everything in in that team that perhaps they will yeah. do like the basic for for doing something, but it's very difficult for him to uh, excel at a World Cup, right? Like you need more good players around you um, to help you bring out your starness. Like you can't be the player doing everything because it takes away from it. Messi is in a beautiful team of Barcelona, um, so it's easy for him to just focus on what he does best. It, it yeah. does, as you say, your team does affect your ability to get to that uh, um, global status. I think Ibrahimovic is a fantastic player and a f yeah. fantastic athlete. And I just think Sweden was never able to bring out his, bring him to the level that you would have seen Cristiano Ronaldo, Messi, uh, even Neymar. Brazil uh, are just kind of protecting Neymar. These kind of countries, like, protect your main ones. Like, Rooney, for example, was supposed to be a major protection, but he did terrible for England every time he played, you know? I don't yeah, think... He England's... was a very good player, but, yeah, he, he was lacking... England. Yeah, he was lacking support for other players, right? Because one thing is Rooney in Manchester United, yeah. and that Manchester United has a lot of good English players, like Skulls, and... Uh, but but the problem is, like, okay, when you go to a to an international competition... 
you are facing a lot of very good teams with top players, right? And and mm. it's very difficult. Like that, I think that's the that's the problem with England that in a lot of cases the stars, like the English player, it's very um, has a very hard time. In general, the British player in general has a very hard time moving out of the Premier League, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, in in general, there are ex- exceptions, but uh, in general, they are not big teams, uh, big players going to Spain, going to yeah. Italy, going to... There has been cases, of course, and Gascoigne went to Italy and, you know, Gareth Bale, he's from Wales, uh, going to Real Madrid and and everything. But in general, they, they are yeah. difficult because uh, there's a problem of the of the language. In lots of cases, they, they don't really um, uh, learn that much uh, of yeah. the other language. And um, they they normally they don't behave at the same level as they do on the Premier League, right? Yeah, and that is a little bit limiting, and and they are not the stars of their teams, right? In the Premier League, like the Premier mm-hmm. League is more about, okay, let's try to get, uh, you know, uh, the best German player, the best Italian player, the best uh, French player, or whatever, right? And normally the the top stars of the teams right now, they are not. Um, English, right? Like they are from whatever, but not yeah. English or, yeah, or yeah. Italian, Argentinian, uh, sorry, Argentinian, Brazilian, or or from from America, right? So I think that's a little bit limiting for the for the English team. That said, I, I think they should be starting with with you know general optimistic thing on on um, for the World Cup because it's just a year uh, uh, from now. They have a good base of players that they can try to improve and they can try to to tweak a little bit to try to get a better thing. Now, I think this this obviously seems like a losing a chance because they have everything to be able to win, right? Like they were playing at home, they were in a in a competition that was a little bit strange in terms that uh, other teams weren't behaving. Like I, I think you know on paper, but Belgium, uh, France. Um, uh, what else? Like, uh, well, Italy, of course. Perhaps even Croatia are better teams that, than England, right? If you look at on paper oh, with for, the quality yeah. of their play, on paper for sure. And and they I were they were able that, to yeah. progress to the to the final, right? And and get it to penalties, which is like a a, a big achievement, right? Like it's is getting they mm. were able to score early. I think they got a little bit um, scared. Uh, after the first goal, right? Like they were trying to maintain the result for too much, right? Like they, because yeah. they had like a fantastic 10, 15 minutes at the beginning. And then after yeah. that, it was like most of the time it was like mostly for Italy, right? Like Italy was but the even one. Even the possession that I think yeah. a, a game uh, uh, is dictated by possession is key because Italy was 65 to mm-hmm. uh, England's what, 35, 40? That shows the yeah, well, difference. It, it can be sometimes a little bit uh, deceiving, right? Because you could have a lot of possession and not be uh, dangerous. And there are some teams that oh. they play a little bit with that. And I don't think that this England needs a lot of possession to be aggressive and to be dangerous, right? Because in a lot of cases, uh, the, their main objective is going to be, okay, pass the ball to Sterling, uh, who's extremely fast and for example law the the guy that uh, the the um, uh, left back that he scored the the goal he he was like uh, very incisive in the whole the whole match right like he was he did a fantastic team uh, a fantastic uh, match and 
they can counterattack, right? Like, and counterattack, yeah. you have a you have a king uh, that ha- can um, can shot very well and can hit it by by uh, by the head, uh, and you know you can get a corner, and then in a corner you have Maguire, you have Keane, right? So you have good players that go uh, very well um, on the head. And you can score on that situations, right? So I don't think they necessarily need the ball in the same way that the Spanish team needs to mm-hmm. get the ball that much, right? But it's just yeah. that it, it looked more, in a lot of cases, more like a lack of ambition of trying to say, no, we are going to be stopping Italy by taking the ball a little bit more and having the ball a little bit more. And when we have to defend, we are going to defend uh, strongly, but we are not going to completely give away the idea of scoring a second goal. But yeah. after those 15 minutes, they just dissolve a little bit and overtime, right? And and the end of the of the match, I mean, the 90 minutes, uh, it was most more like Italy could score twice, right? They they shot more and shot more on target, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So it, it it I think based on what we saw on the match, mm-hmm. Italy was uh, was uh, was the winner, right? Like the they deserve to win. Yeah, this is not uh, the serving two contest, right? This is whether or not I care for if England deserved to win, I would have said that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, they did not. Yeah, and and you know they they were fair play to them. They were able to get that two penalties, and and I'll uh, say that Hammy, I actually was impressed with England as a team. I thought you know for the first time they they're not world class, but they're stable, and I was impressed with them playing. As like you know what England. You deserve to go to the, the finals. Did I want them in the finals, uh, Hammy? Definitely not, as you know, and you, anyone listening to the previous <laughs> podcast would know. But credit where credit is due. They did deserve it, but they fell back down into complacency. And it was disappointing in how they kind of brushed off to take their um, medals off. I just think, guys, just appreciate it. Winners or losers, you still did better than most of the other teams who are all trying yeah. to compete to get into your position. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah. So you know, fair to them. I think. I think anyway. Like the Euro has been quite interesting in general. There has been a lot yeah. of uh, matches that were very tied up. Um, you know, very uh, interesting to watch. Not like um, a, a great football. I think that we didn't have really like other for for times right, like for 10, 15 minutes. Most of the uh, matches hasn't been like, you know, one team really playing very, very well. But at the same time, they have been like, you know, very close together, um, very intensive, getting a lot of uh, matches, right? Like the the, the uh, Spain-Croatia uh, was, you know, very interesting because they were like 3-1 and then 3-3. Same thing happened with the France-Switzerland, right? So full of emotion and full of uh, comebacks and everything, which is, at the end, you know, makes interesting for the neutral yeah. uh, um, observer, which we mostly are for most of that, right? Like, obviously, yeah. I, I go for Spain and everything, but, you know, in general, you and and you got a little bit of those, oh, you want one to win and then you want another to win? Like, oh, yeah, they're playing very well and everything. And in general, I think the quality has been has been um, not uh, not great but the average has been and and the average player has been playing like very well and the teams have been playing more as a team yeah yeah as compared to let's pass this to someone and and try to make them to to score a goal out of nowhere and i think that is a perfect summary of it the average player 
has been playing very well and as a team, as opposed to star players being the star but being passing it over. Okay, Cristiano Ronaldo, he's still won. <laughs> <laughs> he's a different league, but that's why I said he's a different league altogether, you know. But there hasn't been an equivalent of him. That you know, their average player. When I say average player, I mean they're still uh, uh, renowned and doing fantastic, winning leagues. They're the best in uh, in their clubs to be picked, obviously, you know, and the mm. best in their country to be picked. So that is a major achievement for to be picked for your country. You are obviously at a certain status. But when talking best and world class players, that as like Ronaldo, um, uh, you know, uh, and Messi, they're the ones. Neymar. Mbappe, I think he still hasn't matured into the international level. And I think he has a long way to go to actually being the same status as... Um, I think, so He he's still a developing player, I think. He shows a lot of promise. Yeah. My concern with Mbappe, so Mbappe, uh, just a disclaimer, right? Like I'm a Real Madrid fan. Uh, Real Madrid really wants to sign Mbappe. They have tried for the last couple of years. I don't know if it will happen this year. Perhaps they will try again next year. Uh, and I think that what he needs is, well, first of all, a proper challenge, right? I don't think PSG is challenging him enough because he's the star of that and he's developing a little bit yeah. of uh, self-consciousness need- that I don't think is good, especially at the age that he is. Yeah. And um, so I think I think he needs that. And obviously he needs to sort of explode into being like uh, regular, right? Like, And I think probably playing against a lot of teams in uh, the French league, he's not going to get to that level, right? Like, uh, Yeah, he, he needs, needs to, to move. I think yeah. maybe move to the Premiership if that was a, to to get him to that level. Or, or in, you know, in this case, I'm, I'm for to, of him to, to move to Spain, right? But, but I think those those leagues or the Italian league as well, or, or even the German league, they have yeah. a, a more pressing challenge every single time because even a, a small team in Italy or uh, Spain they play very well, right? Like they play better, yeah. uh, from my point of view, better than the Premier League teams, right? They they are way more demanding tactically, yeah, and they uh, demand you of the player, right? Like the player needs to really understand the the tactics and and the positioning of football and everything to be able to to get to that. And I think that's why you know, like uh, obviously Cristiano Ronaldo has been doing the best on demanding leagues. Right, yeah. like uh, Spain and Italy, and uh, Messi as well, right? Because yeah. you can't be complacent, right? Like it, you need to be. And well, you know, in in France, sure, there's a few teams that are very good, but there's like a lot of them that the quality of them is is much just, lower. And you, yeah, and so and, it's so easy to decide. Like I think in the Spain league, there's. Uh, you know, uh, Atletico Madrid win, which is nice. I know you're uh, for you, it's Madrid, no, no, but, uh, but it's, it's from... fine. But I, I'm not talking necessarily about Atletico Madrid because obviously, you know, in, in France, you have Lille, you have other teams, Marseille, which are, are good, right? But the, the problem is not that. Like, in the, when you're playing in, in Spain against Valladolid, which is one of the teams that got relegated, they play well, right? Like, they, yeah. they put you a challenge. They, they put you a challenge, right? Like they, they are not, they are small teams, obviously, and perhaps they won't win because they don't have like good strikers or whatever. But tactically, they're very, very worked out, right? Yeah. You can see that they play, from my point of view, again, I think they play better than the, the, the low tier of uh, English the teams, right? Like the, the ones that are like 
um I don't know, West Ham and you know yeah. which is, or, is perfectly fine or Hammy. Arsenal lately, do you know what I mean? It's or an Arsenal lately. The teams that are uh, the teams that are you know playing against being like the last one or the you know the last four yeah. ones and things like that. Those teams, um, um, Southampton, you know that kind of team that is like struggling to to be yeah. there because, and I think those teams are in in England. They're not as good as this, the equivalent teams in Spain or Italy. Yeah. Right, because they they are way more. Um, I would agree. Yeah, uh, they they are they are more tactically demanding of you. Like you, perhaps you will win them, right? But uh, they they are always putting a challenge. That's why the teams like uh, um, Real mm. Madrid, Barcelona, Atletico, Juventus, etc. They they get very well when they get to the to the to the big leagues in in the Champions League in general, yeah. right? And and the Spanish teams they have been uh, crashing on the Europa League, right? Which is the second tier of the European football. Yeah, because they are very used to playing to very demanding teams, and and I think that's uh, at least so far. Obviously, the the Premier League has so much money that they are buying every single player that is remotely good. Yeah. Uh, so at the end, yeah, they can get they can get good good teams uh, uh, just by buying talent. Yeah. But in terms of you know like the 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 kind of questions that are demanded of you uh, as a top player, and you know I think Neymar was better when he was playing Barcelona than now that he's playing in 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 PSG because exactly mm-hmm. that right like he needs to be more aware of other teams and the other teams are going to 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 sharp your knife right like they they're yeah. going to to shape you uh, in a better way. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like, I mean, but, you know, they saw changes, right, for a while. Uh, I remember in the yeah. 90s, uh, the, the big, big uh, league was the the Italian league. Then it yeah. moved to be the Spanish team. Then now it moved probably for the Premier League and everything. So it, it all can change, right? But uh, I think for, for in this particular case, for Mbappe, um, I think unless he, he moves go- to... Yeah. yeah. I, 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 that's when we can. I I would wholeheartedly agree with you. Okay, here's a question. I know we've said, uh, thankfully, uh, Messi's finally won his international cup. You know, I, I, between yeah. Argentina and Brazil, it's always hard. It's a toss up. But I, I was with Argentina simply because Messi hadn't won that international. He's a free <laughs> agent. What do you think Messi is going to do? Do you think he'll stay in Barcelona? I don't know at this point. I was super sure that he was going to go out. Very uh, soon from, afterwards, from so did I think. Right? Um, yeah. But I'm not that sure about Any now what meeting. is going to happen. Like the the problem that Barcelona has is that Barcelona at the moment, they have no money. <laughs> and they need 50 millions to pay to Messi every year, right? It's it's a lot of money. And I don't know but if they But he's a free money. agent, so they, they can't even sell him now. Yeah, well, obviously they can't sell him, but they can offer him like enough money for him to stay, right? But the problem is if they pay for Messi, they are not going to be able to pay anyone else, right? They they even have to sell players uh to 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 keep to try to make an offer for yeah, Messi. Yeah. And uh, the problem is that, you know, Messi can think, okay, I don't have like a guarantee that here I'm going to get like a proper project for Winning the Champions League, etc. Yeah. So, so I don't know if he will he will win. I, I imagine that now that the the Copa America is is off, is over, uh, they will go and try to talk about that and try to see uh, whether uh, he's going to accept um, an offer uh, by because Barcelona. they simply can't afford him. If you put, put yeah, it like it, it's going to be challenging, right? I I don't know if they are going to sort of 
uh, mortgage the club just to get Messi on board, right? Because <laughs> Monopoly they were, style. <laughs> yeah, they were they were uh, sort of uh, making um, an offer that was more or less like we will pay you for four years, you will play two, <laughs> and the other two years we will be paying for you even if you won't play. Because right? to which make is, up for the yeah, which is a way of okay, I will pay you. Uh, I think you it's will a clever. Pay, uh, what I will pay you in two years, I'm going to pay you in four, right? So, so Messi's like, okay, I'm nearly forty. I'm still getting paid as if I'm, I'm a full I'm still getting paid as a as a. I think it was prime, a very right? good offer, clever. Yeah. So we will see how, how what it happens. I think that for uh, right now I this just... year has been very very demanding in terms of economic struggles for big teams. I... And I know, I just feel like Messi has so much control. He can ask for anything. He can say, I want your house to the president of Barcelona just to play power trip. I think Fabi say, yeah. Yeah, they even got like uh, a couple of times uh, managers he liked, right? So it was more about, okay, how can we get Messi to be happy? Oh, he doesn't like this manager. I will change that for this manager, right? Which is something that the the, the so footballers don't, normally they don't have like the that that kind of explicit say. Like, if you don't like the manager, we can get another one, right? If you don't but like the, the, thing the, is, the your manager is your teacher, your lecturer, your professor. You're not going to yeah. always like them, but you know they're looking for your interest and the the team in yeah, this instance. And, and probably so, it's good that it demands you of, you know, like it, it's it's demanding with you and you don't necessarily like him every single day, right? Yeah. And so, but like, I feel like Messi is, Messi is Barcelona and that's the struggle that they did. We talked about this in our previous yeah. podcast. Check it out if you want to know more of our thoughts on it. But I just keep thinking that if Messi really wanted to be a troll, he could make the most difficult uh, requests and they would agree to it. Like, I want to close off your back. Why? Yeah. Because I'm Messi. You would actually see yeah. people thinking, well, and contemplating remember, about like, that. Remember the last summer, he was the one saying that he wanted to get off, right, yes. of the club. And there was a significant amount of fans uh, blaming the president for that, right? Yeah. So so they were blaming the club for not keeping Messi happy, right? Not necessarily <laughs> Messi of saying, oh, traitor, you want to leave Barcelona or whatever, which <laughs> like, is normally, like, normally what happens, right? Like if the moment a yeah. player says, I want to be off, it's like, oh, traitor. you're a traitor or whatever. Yeah. In this case, it was like complaining very loudly against uh, the the team. So I don't know what is going to happen. I don't even know if it's good for Barcelona to spend such an amount of money in a single player um given the current situation I, of the team, right? But it's... I think they I should have sold them last year to make some money. But, you know, yeah. what do I know about finances? The, the well, right, right now, they, they are not able to get money no, from them, right? No, because, like, they, because let, they forced him to stay the year. He wanted to go last okay. year. He would have got money, Hammy. Yeah, that they, they would me. have got money and at least, I don't know, 100 million or something like that. But yeah, he stayed... <laughs> um, they, they Not won. that it made them win the league anyways. Just yeah, saying. They, they won the, the cup, right? But uh, other than that, uh, I don't know how happy he, is, he was at the end of the of the season if he was still... Uh, he looks um, miserable. He looks unhappy. Yeah, I, I guess he will be happier now with the Copa America and because also he was... Um, he lived a lot of weight out of his shoulders, right? Because uh, there there is this case where 
you know, like winning a, a, a big international uh, uh, trophy like the, the Copa America for Argentina is, is very important. And for yeah. Messi is the, the way of saying, okay, I can win as well for, for Argentina, right? Because yeah. in Argentina, that was always the, the debate, right? Whether, That's the one okay, that yeah, Messi is very good, but... That's the one achievement he didn't make. If that was Messi, it would drive me yeah. nuts. Do you know that, Hammy? I yeah. can win all the low, le- uh, not low level, win all these other uh, uh, cups. Yeah, but, but not like a, ma- a big win, you know, an undisputable big win for your for your uh, um, for your nation. And also, you know, like in in the case of the Copa America, it's achievable because they, they are not that many players. Mm. Uh, there are many teams, right? In 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 that, and it's basically playing uh, between against. Uh, three or four teams that are good and the rest are not at the same level, right? So um, it was it was definitely doable, but they haven't been able to do that for 28 years. So, you know, it's a big win that he can argue that is, you know, because of him. So he can he can uh, get that um, on his on his back. So I don't know what will happen. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I think it's very um, difficult to know exactly what is going to happen with, with Messi at the moment. Yeah. I expect that it will be not solved quickly. They will probably yeah. it will take until I August agree, yeah. Because really I'm not sure about now because I thought it Yeah, I so Hami, this has been a weekend of fantastic sports. You've had okay, the Euros, you've had the Copa de America. Uh you also had Wimbledon uh, and you see the likes of Beckham and Tom Cruise. I mean, could you imagine having such a lifestyle that I'm going to go to Wimbledon final and, uh, uh, you know, uh, Prince William, Kate Middleton and uh, the Prince George all there. Like what a impactful day to be able to go to stroll to Wimbledon, uh, uh, Wimbledon, then stroll off um, towards the, the, uh, you know, the first time in 55 years having England in the finals. So Wimbledon was uh, Djokovic won again. That was an amazing thing to see because you know what people actually fail to remember is Djokovic has also done um, mm-hmm. or achieved the same level of wins in a major tournament as uh, uh, Roger Federer or uh, Rafael yeah. Nadal. These are the ones that I is, is stick into it. But when you look at the stacks, Djokovic hasn't done too bad for himself. Like he's up there. I just don't think he's as been as likable as Roger Federer or Nadal. The people overlook his uh, yeah. wins. No, and, and uh, yeah, it's a it's a, a a competition to to be watched, right? Like because they are at the same level at the moment, right? Yeah. They have the same number of Grand Slams, which is like yeah. amazing, the, right? Like it's it's like the winners of the tournament, each, yeah, twenty, which is like yeah. impressive, like uh, and. You know, it, it's. Um, I think this one is, you know, in the same way that we talk about, you know, the rivalry between between other footballers and everything, is is just amazing to to be living in this kind of thing. Like I'm, I don't follow uh, tennis very closely and everything. I watch sometimes the finals, um, uh, Roland Garros especially and everything. But yeah, it's um, and I watch one between Nadal and Federer, which was like amazing in Wimbledon. <laughs> that was yeah, like yeah, for five yeah. hours, like uh, one that was. Oh, I remember amazing. that one too. But look, uh, I, I'm. Just- I'm the same, but it's just nice to say, how do you say it, uh, Hami, that this was a weekend for sports, yeah. Euro, Copa yes. de America, uh, Wimbledon, um, you had uh, UFC. Okay, I need to just make a comment just because Conor McGregor was playing, <laughs> uh, not playing, oh my gosh, because imagine I say, oh, look at fighting. the UFC fighting. <laughs> 
<laughs> I think all the UFC would be deeply insulted if I described them. Oh, look, they're playing wrestling. No, it's actually yeah. fighting. So uh, Conor McGregor was fighting. He lost. He argues he was beating uh, uh, the uh, opponent, Dustin. Let's be honest. He was nowhere in control of that uh, uh, match between them two. And it was kind of the end of a trilogy. And uh, McGregor is like, I'm going to come back uh, and beat him again. So they're just going to do it for the fourth time because it is bringing in the fans and the interest. But I think uh, as uh, I used to support McGregor many years ago. But mm-hmm. after his all, you know, fame getting to his head, after what, you know, you see videos of him attacking people unnecessarily and the arrogance, I have no interest in McGregor. I think he is, uh, you know, uh, just a sham. He started off so well with so much potential. All he does is does deeply insulting religious personal attacks on family members beliefs and i think uh, if anybody else was to do that people are like oh my gosh how are they getting away with this because he does do racial religious uh and you know your wife jokes as well you know in this yeah. ones and saying that they're going to kill so i think as much as i love trash talk again it's available in another podcast when we're talking about the, uh, uh gaming and you know the point of the matter is it comes to the point that i would never insult who you are yeah, I'd like to be insults. playful trash, you know, saying, ah, Hammy, you're never going to win because I'm the best. Like, you know, you twist this thing. You can't, you can't beat me because I'm so fast or I'm so strategic as opposed to saying, you know, Hammy, you're this, you're that, you're that, you have a stupid belief system. You, you know, I think that yeah. uh, is given a, a bad um, role model perspective. Uh, and I was glad to see him. Uh, be defeated as, even though it was a technical uh, disqualification I I think if there was a few more seconds in the game in sorry not the game thinking <laughs> the fight I tell the you they'd be, they'd be like <laughs> uh, UFC is little, uh, like a little toy game no it, uh, I think uh, Dustin would have uh, made sure to beat him properly and it could have been even a knockout or a tap out so glad to see McGregor go but I just love his confidence one thing I have to say like even with a broken ankle saying you've lost the fight he's like I won this fight and I've only been disqualified because of my uh, ankle and saying at the end Hammy well he's literally in the octagon your wife is sending me messages (laughs) you know and so Dustin's wife comes on gives him the middle finger like this is like a soap opera to me that's a nice entertaining aspect of it but that's why UFC and Dana White is giving so much leniency to McGregor because the racial religious the insults about family members UFC is looking the other way because McGregor brings that trash talk and brings that craziness and UFC fans are let's be honest a bit more crazy uh, than others uh, because it is a violent sport but you know I'd like to see if McGregor does come back I'd like to continually see him lose there was a statistics some guy journalist or or, or went over and asked McGregor that since the the last time he had won Hammy was Mm -hmm. when Obama was president Okay. That's how long it's been since uh, he uh, has uh, won uh, a fight. Okay. Well, and yet the yeah, confidence is, time. you know, he says no. He, and if you ask McGregor, he has lost no fights because he only counts um, being knocked out ones. as, <laughs> yes. you know. So for me, that was, an, uh, I watched that. Um, so it was a weekend where I actually did not a lot of work, but it was about, you know, just, availing mm-hmm. of the great sports 
uh, that we could watch both on an individual level from Wimbledon to the um, UFC uh, mm. to the team level of uh, England um, v Italy and uh, Brazil v Argentina, the classics that you can't miss. So, you know, as a sports fan, I was entertained and I would love weekends. And we also have the Olympics to look forward to now, Hammy. Yeah, the Olympics is, is soon enough, right? Like, uh, it's also going to be weird because there's going to be no spectators on the on the stadiums and everything. We will see how it goes because I, I think probably there will be in some events or at least, you know, a reduced capacity or things like that. I don't think it will be completely without public, but... But yeah, we will see how it goes. It, it's going to be and and Olympics is always fun because you also have all these kind of sports that you normally don't watch over yeah. well in four years, right? Until the next Olympics, uh, and then suddenly you have like a lot of um, oh, strange yeah. sports that you don't necessarily know all the rules and you know, but you know you can get excited. But you just watch it because it's yeah. a competitive nature, uh, uh, yeah. and just to see the training and the sacrifice that people go into to become to that level. So, yeah. But sometimes they're, they're like impressive feats, right? Like uh, getting people doing whatever on bars and, you know, jumping. Yeah. And oh, I love that. Yeah. Tumbling on, on things like that or just uh, paddling, right, in canoes and things like that. And it's like, whoa, this seems like super, super imp- uh, difficult to do, right? Yeah. So, look, that's definitely something we're going to be touching base in one of our podcasts and that's the Olympics. Yeah, probably we, we can do like an Olympics one. Yeah, for sure. Anything sports, but again, two nerds. I think we should label this two nerds talking about. <laughs> yeah, it I mean, has mutated into a sports podcast uh, quite too quickly, to be honest. Ah, but that's because look at the time. It's hard for us not to talk about Euros. It's hard yeah, not to talk no, about yeah. Copa de America. So it's just because COVID, it would have been last year. So we're getting the opportunity. But yeah, maybe two nerds uh, speaking on sports get, get that cult following because, you know, you wouldn't think of both of us uh, <laughs> into uh, sports, you know. Um, or me as a couch potato. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, well, and, uh, you know, if anyone wants us to talk about different topics, just go there and ask us about uh, the specific topic and perhaps and what we And what we promised to do, or at least I would, was come across as if I know I'm right and everybody else is wrong. You know, <laughs> we'll go into that, morph into that kind of, you know, uh, um, anyone who's given the opportunity to speak, they're like, you don't know. Hammy doesn't know what he's talking about. You should listen to me. You know, yeah, we can have I don't, more I don't of know that. what I'm talking about and they should talk to, uh, speak to you, uh, listen to you. So, <laughs> All right, Hammy, look. Two nerds uh, finishing off their viewpoint on the Euro 2020. <laughs> yeah, indeed, indeed we are. So thank you for listening. And you can follow us by searching Wrong Side of Life podcast in the internet. See you soon.